baby. That's how we're opening it up with Mick Mac in our very first comment. I'm according to Woods that he is former U of MMA champion, Pius Ina Lalobo, better known as Voodoo Maximus. And UFC 281 is upon us. And this is wild because this is literally, I mean, we were kind of talking off air, but Israel Adesanya, a countryman, right? You know, like that Nigerian stronghold that has taken the UFC, right? Uh, between Usman and, uh, you know, Usman and Adesanya being the champions, but there's so many other Nigerian talent. I want to say that Voodoo, you blaze the trail. Um, Amen. You know, and, and carried the flag when a lot of people weren't, or, you know. So, uh, man, I really want to, I really want your takes on the, the top fight, but we got a hell of a lot of fights. So I guess without further ado, I mean, Voodoo, how you been? I've been great. I've been great. Uh, lots of festivities. Um, uh, my oldest just uh, moved on beating Southgate today. Uh, they're moving on in, in their quest for the CIF championship. Uh, I guess they move into the semifinals or something like that. So that's that. Then I have my uh, my twins who are going to be uh, playing at SoFi tomorrow uh, in the uh, Super Bowl. So they made it. They made it to the Super Bowl. And uh, it's fantastic. Holy moly, holy moly. <laughs> playing at SoFi Stadium. Man, SoFi. That's, again, you know, the, the dream of a parent, you know, it should be. For every generation that you know be a little bit better than the last but mm. my goodness you've accomplished great things at both the cage as well as the gridiron and to see your twins i mean shout out first off one going for cif and then the twins playing at sofi yeah. congratulations uh in the lobo boys right yeah it, it's been a it's been a football affair man football 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 for quite some time now and right before that it was track and field for an extended period of time. And um, it's time for a rest after this is all over with. I mean, it sounds like it, you know. And uh, the good brother Shaman Steve, he's saying, good evening, gentlemen. Congrats, Granada Hills. Granada Hills, That's California. Right. There you go. And uh, Nas uh, did get in the end zone. Carson yep, was yep. upset. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, upset on Carson. Yo, that's crazy. I think it was San Pedro that beat Carson, right, Shaman Steve? If I'm not mistaken. Yeah, I believe they played San Pedro. So Carson and San Pedro are powerhouses, you know, okay. what I mean? in, in CIF. So uh, they might Carson, have a large. Carson got, got beat. That location might have a large contingent of Pacific Islanders, I tell you. Definitely. Yeah, San Pedro I, for sure. hundred <laughs> oh, percent. I remember, you know, being at Inglewood and whatever, and then seeing like any one of the Torrances or any yeah, one of the yeah. Hawthorne, like Highthorn <laughs> or losing her or whatever. And we thought our, you know, few like blacks, Latinos, and you know, the couple, not just me. I there were other Polynesians and Melanesians at Inglewood High, but we'd look over at the dang, you know. Some, you know, the south uh, borders of us, right? You know, into the Hawthorns and Lennox, and we'd be like, "Those, wow! They're all eating yeah. palasami. They, they're eating all of the roasted pig that came out the ground." 
you know, and they, these are just Brock Lesnar looking mother truckers, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, it goes down, man. It goes down. Yeah, yeah so that's oh, I mean, okay. It was Norbar, not not uh, still not uh, San Pedro. It was okay. No, okay. Yeah, Norbar, Norbar's doing their thing, man. Shout outs to Norbar. Shout out to him. Oh, yes. And uh, the Super Samoan Mark Hunt won. That's right. His, uh, That's right. Professional boxing debut. So, shout out. I mean, with a blistering KO of a yeah, tenured yeah. boxing veteran. So, shout hey, out to the Super Samoan. How, how old is he, bro? Is he like almost? He's like, he's got to be 50, uh, like closing in on 50. It seems I, he might be over 50. Let me, let me, let me see. Mark Hunt. It might be like 56 it, or 57. I don't think he's that old. 48. 48. 48. Okay, okay, okay. It's just he right. dyes his hair. He dyes his he's hair. Still, he's still putting it on him, though, man. Yeah, crazy. man. So, hell yes. Uh, hopefully, we can get somebody, you know, like a, a girthier YouTube star, and he can get, you know, on the undercard of a, what are hey, they, one of the Paul Brothers something or others. Of, speaking of YouTube card and Paul Brothers, uh, the legendary Andrew Tate might be coming back to face off against uh, that Jake Paul kid. Yeah, man. I think Andrew I Tate, think that'll sell. That'll sell. Andrew Tate's got some heat on him, man. That's uh, uh that man. People, oh, people will want to see all oh, those who see him get get his face knocked off. All those who want to see uh, uh, Jake get his face knocked off. Mm -hmm. It's gonna work out in the end. Uh, when yeah. you when you look at ticket sales or uh, pay per view yeah. orders or whatever. Absolutely, you know, and and the uh, number of uh, impressions that the the social media gets. So, mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, all, exactly. you know, more power to all of them. You know, they, you know, you've got, got a finite window of opportunity in terms of combat sports. You know, and the glory that you can attain in it. You know, and if you have a Anderson Silva like career or a, what is it, uh, a homeboy ex executioner. Um, uh, God, why am I blanking on his name? He, he went away to prison and then he comes back. Oh, uh, Bernard. Bernard, Bernard Hopkins. Hopkins. B-Hop. Yeah, yeah, dude. You know, like you're lucky if you get one of them careers, you know, and, mm -hmm. and just legendary. So uh, shout out champion to all of them. At 50. He yeah, champion man. at 50. That's crazy. Foreman. Unheard of. Foreman yeah, back Foreman in the day. as well. Yeah. 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 So if you get, the, you know, one of those runs and you get blessed with good genes, man. Yes, and hard work, hard work, and Definitely. dedication. Um, right. You know, it, you can uh, you can line your your pockets with the green and and pave your way in gold. So uh, more right. power to all you good uh, good men and women of the the fight scene. But speaking of uh, people who are on the trajectory of charting a legendary path all themselves, we start off with the opening card on UFC 250, 281. I'm dyslexic when it comes to numbers, unfortunately, <laughs> folks. But we have Carlos Olberg, six and one, hailing from Australia, going against uh, Nikolai Nikaramirianu. Yeah, I got okay. that. Yeah, okay, okay. he's thirteen and one. Um, is uh, let's see, it's he's training at a Extreme Couture. He's on a how many fight losing streak? I mean, winning streak. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. He. He hasn't Four. lost, yeah, since uh, UFC on ESPN Plus 5, and that was 2019. But since then, he's racked up four 
continuous wins over Alaska Kamer, Hurricane Ike Villanueva, uh, mm. Kennedy Nunchukwu, Ivo mm. uh, Portaria. There you go. Mm -hmm. And he's facing Carlos Olberg. Now let's go float over to Carlos Olberg's, um, you know, his record here because he is six and one. Uh, is his boy. Yeah, Black Jag hailing from City Kickboxing, right? And that's one thing. When you get an Israel Adesanya card, you know that the undercard is going to be filled with a lot of City Kickboxing uh, stalwarts. And, um, you mm -hmm. know, shout out to Izzy for hooking that up. But also the guys at City Kickboxing um, knowing the opportunity that presents itself, right? Mm -hmm. your, your teammate mm -hmm. is headlining card, you know? You, you throw you throw your hat in the ring. So That's shout right. out to all of those, and a, a shout out to Eugene Behrman and the rest of the crew, being able to get all these guys ready at the same time. That's got to be a tedious uh, assignment, but they do it well. Uh, but mm -hmm. in terms of Olberg, uh, two fight winning streak, and that is against Fabio Ch Chenrant and uh, Tafan Nunchukwi. Right, mm -hmm. and he mm -hmm. he actually KOs KOs uh, Tafan, so that's a crazy one. So Olberg versus Niku, um, mm -hmm. what you got, Voodoo? Um, uh, Carlos Olberg is a decent fighter, but I believe uh, in a game of mixed martial arts, he's very young. Uh, I'm going Nikolai N N Ninja Ninja Ryu. <laughs> I'm going with that dude. Okay. I think that I think that dude's gonna actually stop him by Ooh. the second round. Yeah. I like yeah. it. Okay. He, I, I mean, he's, he, he's gonna need some kind of flash knockout to beat Nikolai. Yeah, hundred percent. But um, it seems like he's gonna be up to task. So, mm -hmm. you know, we shall see. Come Saturday night, I love it. And uh, McMack also says, "What about the Aussie who got the world title after thirty years?" I mean, what? A war title and what? What, what? Is he a boxer or what is he? I mean, I want to feel, I, I mean, I, in my head, it's, uh, God, what's that dude's name? Kickboxer. Oh, okay. Um, He's been, he's homeboys with Rogan. Uh, Jesus Christ. Why am I blanking on his, and as soon as we log off or change the subject, I, yeah. I'm going to remember his bloody name. Ah, uh, God. He's the one who Where? wanted to do um, like kickboxing and Muay Thai in a cage to you know to test the combatants. God, he's been Duke on Rogan so many. No, 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 Ozzy, Ozzy. Oh, right, Ozzy. Uh, Ozzy kickboxer. Jesus, I mean, Ozzy, and he's like the shit. He's like um, the what's the uh, um. The Dutch kickboxer, yes. but but to Australia, um, Ramon Deckers. He's like the Ramon Deckers of Australia. Uh, oh, Deckers. Yeah, yeah, but of Australia. Uh, Isn't that Jesus. Deckers dead already? Yeah, he's dead. But oh. like this guy, what Deckers did for Dutch kickboxing, this did. Oh, I see. Yeah. I see. So he's pretty good. Uh, he's very good. Uh, Jesus Christ! Yeah, Fuck. let me see what he looks my, like. My my Google machine is all fucked, and I it's and I also good. I also put in 
Aussie kickboxer. So yeah. my fucking Twitter fingers are are not warmed up tonight, apparently. And uh, oh, it's Jeff French. Duh. There you go, Jeff French. Shout out to oh. Jeff French. Um, and so I was wrong in what I was thinking. So that happens a lot. It happens a lot. And Fight Life Nation, the good brother there said, "Good evening, guys. I'm pumped for this event. Yeah, See, me too. a deep main card, and it's pretty fun stack card overall, hundred percent. And uh, but yes, Jeff French was a boxing featherweight. super featherweight. Yes, uh, Jeff French. Look at look at Mick Mac throwing down the gauntlet of knowledge. Jeff, draw. yeah." Wins the super featherweight world title after 31 years after a controversial draw with Azuma Nelson. And fuck Azuma Nelson. Holy I remember shit. him. Yeah, buddy. I got goosebumps. Mm-hmm. Fucking Mick Mac. Thank you for mm-hmm. that that uh surge of energy. I that those are names and French doesn't get his credit, you know, like he's amazing. You know, I, I hopefully in Australia he's as well regarded as he should be, but yeah. hopefully that transcends the world over. Uh, you get after this, go ahead and check you out uh, on YouTube a Jeff French highlight reel. You, you know, there's a couple documentaries on him. Uh, just is truly inspirational guy. Uh, shout out to Jeff French, hell yes, and uh, oh, copy and paste, baby. Again, not not Steve Coffee yeah. here. You know, uh, got this. But um, so, yeah, that was the first fight of the card. Now we actually go to the second fight of the card. And I should have opened up another tab because I fucked up my tapology by clicking over to see who the the Aussie super kickboxer was. Yeah. And that didn't, didn't work out so well. But in the Bantamweight division, we okay. have Julio. Oh, what, what were you going to say? No, 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 you got it, you got it, you got it. Yes. Keep going. Oh, it is French, not French. There's light, there's light, there's a ring light in my eye. I'm dyslexic. Thank you for catching that, McMac. Uh, shout out to you. But, um, and fun fact, Jeff Finch, uh cornered Mike Tyson at one point. Hmm. Damn, look at McMac and Fight Life Nation, and uh, again, Fight Life Nation earning his moniker 100%. This, you know, just those little nuggets of information, you know, those deep cuts. Fucking love it. Thank you. Thank you, gents. Love was that it. before or after prison? One would have to assume it's one of them Fox, you know, the, the, the one coming out of uh, prison and, you know, the Fox fights. What was it, Tom? No, 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 no. Was it was before it? Tyson went to prison or after? No, but that's the fox. The fox fights were after prison. You remember? Oh, okay, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, because you know, before prison, he's. All, I mean, he goes from crazy. ESPN to fucking pay per view, and everything was yeah. a pay per view up yeah. until coming back, and uh, you know, Good he had days. he had the tattoo and everything tattoo. like that. He, he was fighting on primetime on he Fox. Had Mao, I think, he had Mao on his side. Yeah, tattooed. Yeah. Yep, 100%. It was after. Yep. Okay. The old noggin hasn't hasn't uh, failed me yeah. as it did like the previous fight. But it, I digress. But uh, in the Bantamweight division, we have the 18-5 and five, Julio Arce going up against the 11-2 and two, 
Montel Jackson. Uh, let's go with RSA first. 18 mm-hmm. and 5, right? Um, mm-hmm. His last two fights, kind of up and down, right? Because he uh, gets KO'd by Yadong Song. Yadong Song. Yadong yeah. Song, kid. Or, yes. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Bumba clocky. <laughs> we just turned this dude into a Jamaican. <laughs> I love it. Uh, but he gets KO'd by either Song Yadong or Yadong Song. Either Yadong way, song. it's one of those Zhang Weili or Weili Zhang, <laughs> yeah. you, you know? Uh, but then actually comes back at UFC 273 earlier this year, April to be exact, and he wins a unanimous decision over Daniel Santos, right? Mm. So let's go with Montel Jackson, which that's an amazing name uh, because I'm thinking about Montel Williams and, I don't know, Janet Jackson. If they had a love child, it'd be Montel Quick Jackson. But uh, Montel, yeah, that's where... That's where my mind is going tonight, folks. <laughs> but uh, his last two wins over uh, KO's the good brother, Jesse Schrader. And shout out to Jesse Schrader. My, my heart goes out, out to that dude. Uh, because he dude. was actually training. Um, I don't think it's too... I, I, I don't think it's too out, out, outside of school, but Jesse was actually training Aaron Carter um, during uh, Aaron Carter's kind of dalliance with the celebrity oh, boxing deal right, yeah so right. just you know i'm showering love that. to 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 jesse that that was a that was a rough one um and and the whole carter family they've had a history of uh substance abuse and oh if you go read into that story it's amazing that you know they you know the one sister who died had a career and mm. you know the one brothers the backstreet boys and aaron carter beat Shaq and sang about it and everything like that but like they had a dark ass childhood those those kids in Florida so uh just you know you know wishing wishing healing and condolences to the the Carter family and and the their their fans of the world over but Jesse Strader gets KO'd by um by Yamontel Jackson then uh, Montel gets a unanimous decision win over JP Bays, which the only yeah. thing that I could remember about JP is when he was married to Cheyenne yeah. and their debut in the bloody promotion. It was fucking nuts. Um, mm. And again, just a quick synopsis, folks. They literally, every commercial break, going in and out of every commercial break, you had the Bays's the badass uh, fighting couple and whatever they're gonna take the world by storm. JP gets his ass kicked, and Cheyenne has one of the worst fights ever with like Montserrat Ruiz. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> she wins, but it was not great. <laughs> oh, and again, I should be. I mean, kudos to them for fucking stepping into the cage, you know. But Jesus Christ, I, that was fight bad. was full of headlocks, bro. The whole yeah. thing was headlocks. Yeah, like, what's going on here, man? Like, headlock, hip toss, stay there. Headlock, yeah. hip toss, stay there. Like, what's all this headlock? I mean, 
You know, you're saying that, but I was just watching the, uh, there's a Netflix documentary, which is fucking right up my alley. It's like mm-hmm. one bodybuilder Marine mm-hmm. killing another <laughs> bodybuilder Marine. It's a three part oh, series. It's like ki- killer Kathy or whatever the fuck. <laughs> That's what I was. <laughs> so when you're talking oh. about headlocks, the fucking <laughs> chick that killed her husband was into like, Apartment wrestling. Someone told me about that today. Oh, hey, I think it was that dress. Yeah, dude. I all I saw was like muscle and killer, and I'm like, fuck it, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh, there's something there's something wrong in here. Oh, fuck it. Uh, and yes, Mick Mac says um the uh, Fench basically trained tyson in 05 and mm-hmm. alex ramirez a good brother uh happy birthday alex ramirez uh shout out to you um yeah it's your birthday we're, we're so much greater as a world as a foundation as a society right. to have you in it uh, you're a plus to year. humanity hell yes so <laughs> shout out to you alex ramirez uh, yeah. so salute sir salute um so I got, I actually have, um, I'm going to go Montel Jackson. Um, you know, I have no problem picking Arce. Okay. Just just simply because I have nothing invested. So I'll go 50-50 with you on this one. Yeah. I'll go Arce. I just, you know, that whole, I'm sorry, the, the taste in my mouth that has, uh, soured on both of the bays and i i think the <laughs> cheyenne is not a bays anymore she's no. or whatever I'm, yeah yeah <laughs> like i care about them just as much as i care about the J- mike chandler dustin right. Poirier fight which is probably fucking not any uh, i'm hoping for a double ko there uh, yeah. spoiler alert but uh <laughs> that shit is you know you remember in fucking mortal kombat uh, and you're like, ah, I'm gonna get fucking Scorpion so I can go get yeah. over here or whatever. Get over and here. The whole thing you're playing with is <laughs> picks fucking Scorpion is in his own damn self. You're like, motherfucker, <laughs> we got a mirror match, and that shit is what fucking Mike Chandler and Poye is to me. But I'll get into <laughs> that a little bit later. Uh, but we got Mike Trezano versus Sung Woo Choi. Sung Woo Choi. Sung Woo. <laughs> I, okay. I, uh, I, said, I was in the hood today and I got some fried chicken. So that's what's up. Yeah, I mean, I you're think feeling you feeling wooish right now. Woo. You're feeling so wooish. Hell yes. Hell yes. Some yeah, but you know some who isn't, choy. But you know who isn't feeling some wu choy? The lone Trezano? Mike Trezano. <laughs> absolutely. You got it. We're right here. Right here. Um actually, Trezano. On, is 0-2 in his last two uh, outings, but those were against um, Hakim Dawudu and mm-hmm. Lucas Almeida. The Dawudu mm-hmm. loss was actually a unanimous decision loss, and the Lucas Almeida was a KO. So he's looking to rebound to because sleep. yeah, because he, he the last time he beat anyone was Ludwig Quine via unanimous decision back in May 2021. Right? So he wants to get in the you know the winning side of things, but I mean mm. it's kind of been an up and down 
kind of go for him, right? He yeah. wins two, loses one, wins one, loses two. So it's it, kind it, of a. It looks like this guy won the Ultimate Fighter House. He, did he? Uh, I see three wins here. He might have. Doesn't no losses. I don't think I watched that uh, episode. Not, no disrespect to. Yeah, so ultimate. <laughs> I didn't right. see it either. That's why yeah, I'm not sure. You're fucking right. <laughs> oh, this is man. when was this? Uh, two two thousand eight. Yeah, that's a while. It's a while. DC back. and wait, wait. Yeah. Oh fuck! I'm gonna jump on the UFC fight pass, man. <laughs> DC versus Stipe as coaches. That's way back then. That happened. Yeah, yeah. yeah. The fuck. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna have to fucking check that out. Um but yeah I believe that's I believe that's what set up the first fight. Yeah, but I mean it's it's weird, right? Because like Trizano, who won an ultimate fighter, is kind of unheralded and is fighting third, like literally the UFC, you know, fight past prelims mm-hmm. as an ultimate fighter winning with nine and three record. That's mm-hmm. wild. Which I mean, that kind of shows you the maybe lack there of a promotion that the UFC has invested in Trezano, but that, that's hey, just me speculating. It seems Mr. Trezano is going to have to break out on his own and build his platform, get vocal on that microphone, so you can be noticed. The ones that are vocal on the mic- microphone tend to get noticed, and this mm-hmm. is the nature of the business. If he's not doing his thing on that microphone or getting better at it, then uh, the UFC ain't going to hear it. You know what I'm saying? He's just another number. They yeah. got like, what, over 500 fighters on a roster? 600, I believe it is. There you go. There you yeah. Go. So, And if you guys want to, you know, look up, um, I know there's a lot of shit going on with Twitter, but uh, UFC roster watch, it literally fucking tells you when people – like in the fucking bio, it says outside of Dana White's office, and it'll tell you like minute by minute when somebody gets released or somebody gets signed. Wow. So, um, DFC roster watch on Twitter. So, there's that. And, um, uh, yeah, uh, Alex Ramirez has the same birthday as Micmac. They're That's just, both of them are not numbers to us, they're family. Mm-hmm. So, you know, happy 878th birthday, Micmac. And Alex yeah, Ramirez, yes. you don't look a day over 22. I'm Not just saying, all. with the wisdom of like an 80 year old, I'm just saying. Yeah. Um, which he says, You guys rock, thank you so much. No, thank you, good sir, uh, for, for being born. We're, we're glad to have you here. And uh, Voodoo has a blue baby blue Adidas, <laughs> hell yes. Uh, this is this is actually gray, it's Ooh. uh, it's gray. I think it's the computer light that makes it look blue. That yeah. baby blue looks kind of dope, though. I see what you see, it just yeah. happens to be gray. Yeah, the, like the shadow and, and the light makes it seem like it's blue, but it's actually gray. Yeah, man. Uh hate it how you say Adidas. <laughs> Wait, is there another way to say Adidas? Now I'm getting fucking self-conscious. Is it Adidas? Adidas. That's just like fucking, Adida. what's your name? Um, uh, Soraya, right? Like... Uh, you know, the former uh, page in WWE, they had the right. fighting with my family, whatever. But, right. you know, she goes to AEW and she's like, "I, it's Soraya, but the way she spells it is Soraya. Uh-huh. But 
I, I don't know which one it fucking is, man. But I shout know. out to her because she got cleared uh, to wrestle uh, Britt Baker yeah. for the first time. So. Yeah, so you know you got the the MJF versus Moxley deal at the next pay per view, but you got the Moxley. wrestling return of Soraya. So or Soraya, I fucking don't know. But uh, I, I hear I hear John Moxley is banned from the WWE. Is that true? I'm that might be CM Punk, but it also could be Moxley. Okay. I mean, yeah, it, just float back to you know, uh, I guess his former moniker, uh, Dean Ambrose on uh, the Broken Skull Sessions with Stone Cold Steve Austin, and that mm-hmm. motherfucker was pissing Stone Cold off. It's like, <laughs> it's like in, I don't know, I, I don't, I don't, I don't mind Moxley, whatever. I, I don't. I don't like him bleeding every match because if you bleed every fucking match, what's the fucking point? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, well, uh, whatever. Yeah. Um, And uh, it's like Nike, Americans say it's strange. So I think it's like Nick. But Nikki. I mean, Nike, Nikki. But, but Nike is an American company. They're based out of Oregon. Nikki, Prefontaine. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, mm-hmm. fucking Steve Prefontaine, that one. Yeah. Um, but yeah, but also, do you know their uh, <laughs> Nike's uh, relationship to the fucking wild wild country, the fucking cult that happened in the Pacific Northwest? Well, what's what's the relationship? The there? founder of fucking Nike was beefing with these. Like Eastern worship, like guru worshiping uh cult that happened in like the late 70s, early 80s, and whatever, and they were beefing over land. And, and then this, how did it end up? And dude, up. watch Wild Wild Country on okay. Netflix. It shit is okay. wild, wild, wild wild. Like this fucking like cult was like almost like the precursor of like um Scientology, where they had mm-hmm. their own they had their own like banking system and um fucking sh- stores but those damn fucking stores all they sold was like orange whatever the fucks you know because that was the whatever and the the <laughs> as all cults do right the fucking sh- you know the head dude was sleeping with everybody's wife and all that shit you know like driving in Rolls Royces and, you know, fucking bling. That dude was like, when you think of like a prototypical pimp, that dude was like it. I think like Sanjay Dutt, who's now like managing Jay Lethal and sat them sing in uh, in AEW. When he was in TNA, he was called the player from the Himalaya. Mm, I think I remember that name. Yeah, that, that dude from Wild Wild Country was a the OG player from the Himalaya. So just he straight robbed Martin Lawrence for that one. I mean, I mean that's Jerome gonna... right there. Yeah, that's one of yeah. Martin's character, Jerome. Yeah, the fucking security guard, right? Now Jerome's the pimp from the Himalaya. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. <laughs> right on. Right on. The snaggly teeth. I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember. It's all coming. It's Celine Dion as fuck. It's all coming back to me now. Yes. And uh happy remembrance day, by the way. 
Eric's book is out now. Yes, Eric Bischoff's book, Grateful, is out now. If you go on to the website of his co-author to buy the book, uh, first off, you won't be charged like $300 like Amazon is trying to charge you. But I believe you can still um, get an autographed copy or maybe the pre-sale is done with. But I know if you pre-sold the book from... uh, from uh god i, I want to say his name is guy guy evans guy evans i think it's guy evans.com um you can get that book and the cool thing about eric bischoff's new book right uh it picks up from where his controversy creates cash uh left off and then let's just say like they're talking about lex luger well you can scan a qr code and fucking lex luger will fucking talk about whatever the fuck is in the book. That's pretty sick. Yeah, it's the first book of its kind to do that. So guyevans.com, I believe it is. And uh, check out the, the Good Brothers book. Um, yeah, and you get the autographed copy. If you pre-sale, if the pre-sale is still up, Guy Evans and Eric Bischoff will both sign it. So there you go. And lest we forget. Never forget. Never. And, uh, I'll I'll photocopy and sell half price. Don't I mean don't tell nobody your secret safe with me. Um but yeah, so going back, right? Uh, I think we're Trezano and Sung Wu Choi. Take it away, good sir. Uh I got Wu Choi, man. Wu Choi is is a phenomenal striker. Uh his hand speed is 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 uh impressive. I, I, I see Wu Choi winning this by a split decision. He's gonna land more more significant sh- power shots. I like it. Fuck it. Choi, shout out yeah. to you. Yeah. Shout out to you, Mr. Choi. Um so we have in the women's 115 pound division or straw weight as it's better known. We have Carolina Kovalkiewicz, 13 and 7, going up against Silvana Gomez Juarez, uh, who's 11 and 4. Uh, Silvana coming from the UWC uh, promotion down there in Mexico. Uh, she trains at an Entram gym, the former gym of, uh, you know, uh, the, the Assassin Baby, uh, Brandon Moreno, right? That's right. But, that's right. But um, it's kind of been an up-and-down deal for Miss mm-hmm. Gomez Juarez, right? Because she enters the UFC, and she faces former LFA strawweight champion Lupi Gudinas, Lupita Gudinas, right? Loses via armbar. That's a tough pill to swallow. Well, mm-hmm. guess what? Line up another LFA champion, the inaugural one, the one that mm-hmm. actually Lupita beat for the LFA strawweight title, Vanessa Lomont Demopoulos, and she mm-hmm. beats her the same way that Lupita beat Savona. Armbar. Mm-hmm. First round. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ. That's, yeah. you know, but those are the top of the food chain, theoretically mm-hmm. speaking, right? But then she gets her first UFC win back in just literally June of this year, June 11th, which happens to be my mom's birthday. Uh, mm. But she beats Na Liang uh, via KO, first round KO. So now she steps in with a, a little bit more tenured, 
uh, Carolina Kovakevich, right? Now, mm-hmm. in terms of Carolina's stats, we got 13 and 7, and she's been in there with the who's who. We're talking mm-hmm. about Alexa Grasso, Michelle Watterson, Jessica Andrade, uh, Jessica Penne. Um, but all of those were losing efforts, unfortunately, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but before her one, two, three, four, five fight losing streak. She has a, a, a crazy bookend where she beats Philly's little bulldog herring via split decision back in 2018 on the undercard of Habib versus Al Quinta. That's when mm-hmm. Habib gets the title, right? Uh, mm-hmm. After everybody fucking drops out and whatever, but Habib gets the title, right? And then unfortunately, Carolina loses. The Andrade, Watterson, Grasso, Zenon Yan, and Jessica Penne, and then rebounds to beat Felice Herring yet again via rear naked choke. So, and you know, before the, I mean, the Felice Herring fight, the first one, uh, she beat Jody Escabel, Invicta Veteran, and then the, the former champion, Yona Yonjenchek. Uh, she's also been in there with Rosnama Yunus, who has a win over Rosnama Yunus. And then yes. Heather, Heather Clark, Randa Marcos. Yes, yeah, so she's been in there with the top of the food chain. Um, True. But has, what I want to know, have the injuries and all of the onslaught that she's taken over the course of her career, will it lend itself to the advantage of the younger... Is Silvana Gomez Juarez. Uh, mm. What say you? Um, uh, this one, uh, Carolina has been, like you said, has been in there with the cream of the crop. So fighting this Silviana Gomez Juarez won't be a, a, a big deal. She just has to watch out for the big shots, rely on experience and technique, and she'll simply win this particular matchup by split decision. No problem. If not unanimous decision. Uh, she 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 can win. This Silviana is custom made for Carolina to beat because she's just a little bit more experienced, and that gives her about a half a second head start every exchange that they make. Even though Silvana is the actual faster one in reality, but the experience from Carolina is gonna buy her the time she needs to, if not submit her in a second. Finished by unanimous decision. I like it. Um, yeah, I, I don't know. I just, I think there's there's a lot of miles in Carolina. And unfortunately, like she's, it, not even to say that she's a gatekeeper at this at this particular juncture of her career. Now, I could be wrong. We've had, we've counted a lot of people out, you know, and they've, They've come out way better than before, right? Right, right. But um, yeah, man, it's it's weird, right? Because she's been in there with the tippy tippy top of the division, but a lot of times she suffered losses, right? Mm-hmm. Five um, in a row. Yeah, but I mean, there was enough equity in her to keep her after that, and then give her a win over Felice Herring. Now, obviously, Felice Herring was coming back from an injury. You know, um, like a two-year, almost two-year sabbat- sabbatical, uh, mm-hmm. and I'm not taking anything away from her, but I, I guess it got, 
you know, maybe this is just enough for Savannah to act out maybe a split decision. I don't think it's going to set the world on fire, but I, I think a split decision win uh, for Savannah, that might work. Most definitely. Most yeah. definitely. We're going to, we're going to, you know, we're going to uh, chalk them up and see yeah. how it goes. You know what I'm saying? hundred percent. And uh, speaking of how it going, uh, <laughs> McMack says, how is the red wave? I mean, the fucking ocean water is still green as fuck uh, in in Malibu. We don't, I mean, we, we surf waves here in the California, uh, but it's green because we pollute. So there, there's yeah. that. Yeah, there's that. Unfo unfortunately. Unfortunately. Uh, but speaking of fortune, we have the good fortune to see Matt, the <laughs> I know it's Steamroller, but I want to mm. say Freeloader. Uh, mm. But Matt, the Steamroller for Vola, 9-3-1, and one, going against uh, Otman uh, Azitar, right? Mm. Who's 13-0. and 0. Um, It wasn't Otman the one who got fucking kicked out of the UFC for uh, trying to sneak his his homeboy up to the room and fight island oh yeah i remember that <laughs> i remember that didn't they give that dude his walking papers immediately yeah, he, and they hired his ass yeah. back because he was like 13 and 0 or whatever is fuck. this the same guy i want to believe i want it believe. seems it's him it's the same flag morocco yeah. something like that yeah yeah but this might be a different dude is it? I think I, I, I yeah. The guy, the other guy you were talking about, I believe he's a lighter weight type dude. And uh, yeah, this guy. guy is a lightweight too. Yeah, it could be this guy, man. It could be him. I want to. I'm, I'm looking up the the Wikipedia. Uh, mm. da, 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 da. Yes, on on November. Okay, about between. Uh, uh, Azatar and Karma Worthy was supposed to happen at 249. Right. Da, 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 COVID, right? And then um, on November 21, 2020, it was announced that Azatar was scheduled to fight Matt Frivola on January. Right. However, the way in, uh, it was announced that Azatar withdrew from the bout. And it was announced that Otman had broken safety protocols and Dana White released the following statement. He and his team cut their wristbands off and got the people from outside inside. <laughs> yes, this is the motherfucker. <laughs> they hired him back. Yes. Yes. And again, this is a fight that was supposed to happen on Fight Island. Mm. Him and Frivola. Mm -hmm. Well, so, yeah. We're going to do it at Madison Square Garden. I mean, I mean, uh, you know, good. Yep. Good on Let's you, Otman. You you, you figured it, it out. Um, so, ain't no going against perfection, man. Ottoman uh, Azatar is, is is the guy. You know, I'm going with him. Yeah, man. Uh, if that dude can fucking. <laughs> the logistical fucking shit. You're gonna cut your damn wristbands, toss it to some hoods, dudes on the street in fucking Abu Dhabi where you can get like what beheaded, fucking spitting yeah. on the ground or whatever. Like that's some crazy shit. 
So, I mean, if you're able to do crazy shit there, you should be able to do some crazy shit to Matt uh, Frivola. So I also will go with uh, Azatar. No doubt, no doubt. Hell yes. Um, now, we have the 8-1, and one, Andre Petrovsky, going against the 18-5 and five Wellington Terman. Let's look at the more experienced prodigy I don't think he's a prodigy at this point. 18 and 5, he should be here. Like, it's like, you know, um, 50-year-old, uh, what is it, new kid on the block. Like, are, are you really new kids? I don't know. But crazy enough, with all of those fights, Wellington Terman is only 26. So maybe it still holds up. But he is training out of uh, to share MMA and fitness over in uh, Connecticut along mm-hmm. with the co-headliner of Alex Potan Piera. So mm-hmm. let's look at one Wellington Terman. Terman, uh, on a two-fight winning streak, a split decision win over Smiling Sam Alvey and a armbar finish in the second round over Misha Kirkinoff, right? Mm-hmm. So that's pretty cool, right? But, I mean, prior to that, losing to Bruno Silva and Andrew uh, Sanchez, respectively, both of those TKO losses. So there's that, right? So we're going over to Andre Petrovsky. Petrovsky, um, oh, he was on the Ultimate Fighter, I believe. No, mm. yeah, it's season twenty nine. Yeah, he, he okay. fought uh, okay. and lost to uh, Pooh Bear Battle, who ended up winning the the whole competition. I do remember. Oh, I see. That. oh okay, okay, okay. Yeah, that was the return, you know, the return of the Ultimate Fighter after they had a season or two without it. That was right. the return. Uh, season 29 was the first one on ESPN Plus. So there you go. That one I watched extensively. But um, in terms of Petrovsky, a win over, I mean, he lost the finals to Brian Pooh Bear Battle, right? He got ninja choke to hell in the second round, but rebounds and fight faces and beats by TKO Michael Gilmore, uh, Yao Zhang, Yao Zong Hu, um, and beats him via arm triangle as a Fury pro grappling match against Phil Haas wins via decision, then comes back to the UFC, faces Nick Maximov, and beats him by Anaconda choke via round one uh, in the first round, and then uh, beats yeah boy Eric Anders via yeah at Fury Pro Grappling 5, uh, and that was just in August of this year. So, shit, bro. I think my my money is on, on Petrovsky. I, I like Petrovsky yeah. in this one. I, 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 think also, KO, I, also, I also like Petrovsky. Uh, uh, KO in the second, you say? Yeah, I, I'm feeling KO second. Mm. And I, I'm not a straight KO. I feel because Wellington, T- yeah, Wellington Terman's. I'm not, down with that. Yeah, I'm and I could be that. wrong. It could go the other way. And this, this one, I think, depending on how the rest of the card shakes out, this could be a potential. This is my f- first pick for fight of the night. You know. Wellington so, doesn't have a good job of uh, moving his head off the center line. No, he doesn't, but it could be a performance of the nice. Could you know? Be. Could be. Yeah. Taking a so, whole bunch of unnecessary damage. I mean, 
You know? But he's getting paid. It worked so. for Chuck Liddell until it didn't. <laughs> right? Mm-hmm. <laughs> right? Um, yes. And McMack says Australia. Uh, Australia has around 10,000 beaches. If you want to only visit every beach per day, then it would take you about 29.3 years. Shit. What? That many is both a country and a continent, and what like only 30% of it is inhabited by humans, and 70% of the everything else is like between desert vegetation and the aforementioned beaches. So, yeah. Shout out to yeah. Australia. Just I saying. might, I might, I might stop by there real quick. Yeah, I'm not sure. You, I'm not sure yet. How many beaches are you gonna try to hit? Five. There you go. There you go. Five. <laughs> Booker T likes that. Five times. Five times. Five times. Uh, <laughs> hell yes. So that's a consensus pick. We got uh, Petrosky on this one, but. Uh, you know who you know who really has an invested stake in the next match? Oh y- Patty the Patty, your favorite fighter. Oh, oh yeah, right? that's right. Because Aaron Blanchfield, nine and one, is fighting uh Patty Pimblett's uh best best mate, Meatball Molly McCann, right? 13 and 4. Now let's go with Blanchfield first, right? Cold-blooded Aaron Blanchfield, uh, whose uh, topology picture looks like she's auditioning for uh, American Gladiators or some shit, um, mm. which I'm not mad at. I, I love American Gladiators. But anywho, uh, she beat uh, Brogan Walker back in Invicta FC, beat Victoria Leandro, uh, head kick KOs her in Invicta FC 39, right? Mm. Uh Loses to Tracy Cortez at Invicta FC 34. Beats Kay Hansen, former UFC veteran. Uh, beats Brittany Cloudley, a, a friend of the uh, the According to Woods podcast, right? But uh, her last few fights, I mean, her whole UFC career, she is undefeated. Those wins coming by way of a unanimous decision win over Sarah Alpar, a unanimous decision win over Miranda Fear the Maverick, and a sending guillotine choke win over the tough, always durable JJ Allridge, right? As she faces mm-hmm. Meatball Molly. Now, Meatball Molly, um, 13 and 4, uh, definitely the little more tenured um, veteran in this particular matchup here. But Meatball Molly has basically a three fight winning streak. Those coming by way of Jin Yong Kim. Unanimous decision win there. Uh, spinning back elbow with Luana Carolina. And then a, another spinning back elbow against Hanny, Hannah, 24K Goldie. And Go to sleep. You, yes. And you, you, I shit, you, shit me now, right? I shit you not. I actually think that Meatball Molly mm-hmm. is association with Pride Primblet. Of course, they were you know, friends and teammates and everything like that. But mm-hmm. look at her record prior to her interactions and in, in whatever with Patty Pimblett, right? Mm-hmm. Unanimous decision loss over Talia Santos. Uh, unanimous decision loss over Laura Fritzen, right? Uh, 
she she's kind of all over the place now. Of course, she had wins also over Ariane Lipsky, Diana Belvita, uh, Priscilla Cachuera, right? All good wins, but nobody was really fucking, you know, like if you played UFC video game, right? Mm-hmm. And you saw Molly McCann on UFC 3, you'd probably mm-hmm. pass by her, you know, and pick another fighter, right? right. This particular instance, UFC four, they actually added Meatball Molly and Patty Pimblet into the game at, like a year after the game was released. So to me, that's moving the needle. And I think yes, the association with Patty Pimblet held their interviews. You can't understand what they're saying, but you see every reporter on Press Row when they're together, fucking flock to them. And that mm-hmm. is star power. So I'm actually going to go with Meatball Molly. Okay. That sounds good. Uh, Meatball Molly sounds sounds like the stronger of the two, uh, the better boxing of the two. Uh, excellent takedown defense. It's been tried and hasn't quite happened yet. Uh, so Meatball Molly uh, McCain sounds good to me too. I see uh, a f- complete fight. I see the fight not finishing ahead of time. Finishing right on time, which is 15 minutes. I like it. Yeah, I, I, and I think there's going to be the, what is that movie? They there will be blood. There will be blood in this one. This one, I, I don't think uh, Blanchfield or Meatball Molly are going to give a quarter. Uh, so man, this is I, I I just said it in the last match. I think this is another pick for fight of the night or a performance of the night. Something Agreed. spectacular is going to happen. This, you know, I wouldn't be surprised at the result or any one moment happening in this fight being on the UFC B-roll footage, you know, over the course of the next decade. Uh, it's, got, it's got that kind of principle behind it, at least in my eyes. So we'll see if I'm right, see if I'm wrong. But you can check that out on ESPN Plus because this is still part of the prelim card. We haven't even got to the main card. But as Not we yet. inch closer, we have... Uh, Ryan Spann, 20 and 7, going against somebody that you're familiar with, former UFC uh, light heavyweight title contender, mm-hmm. Dom- Dominic Reyes, a former U of MMA um, uh, cohort of yours, good sir. That's right, that's right. Dominic, Dominic Reyes, the nice young man, uh, came in, he tore through the amateurs, tore through the uh, professional ranks until he got to John Jones. He didn't lose until he got to John Jones. So it tells you the type of uh, skill he's bringing to the table. But the last time we talked about uh, Dominic, we we said that uh, he needs a he needs an evolution, you know, of some sort. Uh, do something with those with those kicks, like throw uh, fuller kicks, you know kicks to the body, kicks to the legs, or something of that nature, or kick to the head if possible. But the thing is, um, uh, he's been working with Glover Teixeira's camp, so I don't know if that style improves his footwork because those guys like to sit down and step forward and, and, and suffocate you with pressure, and then they use their hands. So it's going to be a tough matchup for Dominic Reyes because Ryan Spence got great hands 
and um, he won't be trying to take anyone down. No, you're you're right on that um, that particular uh, tidbit there. It's weird because Dominic Reyes took his brothers into battle with him in Fight Island when he went to go uh, face John Jones for the you know for the title. Dominic mm-hmm. Reyes had long since been a um, propagator of the the principles of Cobra Kai uh, over there in Victorville under Joe Daddy Stevenson. Um, Ryan Spink, uh, you know, legendary referee and martial artist here in California. Um, so, you know, uh, that evolution that you were talking about, yeah, evolution, but like, is it his particular, like, you know, we know what Joe, Joe Stevenson kind of provides, right? And, you know, got him to championship levels. And then Dominic Ray is kind of, Speaking his brothers now, his brothers all super athletes in you know legendary the Reyes name in uh, in in Victorville, the Victorville. high desert of California. But I mean, don't you think that you would take like fucking like a I don't know a Greg Jackson or you know so you know Henry Hooft, uh, you know Faraz Sahabi, like one of like a tippy tippy top. If you're gonna leave Joe Daddy Stevenson. You don't go, I mean, yes, your brothers are legendary, but they were legendary in football and basketball and whatever in just Victorville. That's a big fucking fight. So when you speak of evolution, I'm all like, is it his coaching sack? Do you get rid of the brothers? Do you keep one? Do you, I don't, I don't know what that, for me, I don't know what that evolution is. Um, Hopefully we'll see it on Saturday, but if we don't, I, I, I'm going to span. Um, yeah, it's a tough one, isn't it? I know. I want to, you know, hometown team all the way. You know, I, I think very highly of, of Dom, uh, mm-hmm. the person that he is, is, you know, how he carries himself and everything like that. But, like, you know, the way that John Jones, you know, going from undefeated and the way – that John Jones so handedly defeated him. It wasn't even close. Not only did it take years of his life in terms of the damage that he took, but the morale of it, you know, and his and basically facing the defeat in front of his brothers. His brothers had the fucking bird's eye view of this. And look at John Jones. That's two guys. That's a guy who is the runt of the litter to two super athlete brothers, two Super Bowl world champion brothers, right? You know, so of all people, John Jones understands what that is, you know, and you don't have, you know, John Jones's brothers cornering him for fights, right? So the fact that Dominic Reyes got his ass kicked by somebody in a very similar life kind of um, situation in John Jones, who just happens to be, Arguably one of the greatest martial artists, a mixed martial artists of all time, that's got to be demoralizing. And Dominic Reyes hasn't looked the same since. So that's what I'm that's what I'm basing and predicating my pick on. And again, I hope I'm wrong. There, there I don't think there's any one person other than Dominic Reyes himself that would want my prediction to be wrong. Absolutely. But 
there's a good chance that the guy with the big Superman tattoo, that Ryan Span, the Superman, uh, gets that win. So I don't know. Mm. Yeah, it's a tough one. It's a, you know what? I'll I'll fifty fifty with you okay. on this. And 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 in addition, uh, one of us has to pick Dominic. We're bound yeah. by a contract. <laughs> yeah, we're bound by a contract. <laughs> I'm I'm almost I almost feel like I'm gonna fucking flip, man. Like <laughs> all the shit that I yeah. said. You know what? I'm fucking hey. Dom Reyes. I don't give hey. a shit. Dom Dom is a top ten fighter. Yes, he is in a UFC, isn't that? It has been for you know almost since the the jump. You know, like. I, you know his first couple fights, like he he rose to prominence pretty quickly, but he carried a lot of clout be, clout behind him. So yeah, yeah, man, I like it. Um, let's go, Dom. Let's go, Dom. Let's let's fucking, go. let's go, Dom. Let's go, Dom. <laughs> and uh, Mick Mac says Bell's Beach is awesome. Um, okay. Yeah. Okay. I, okay. How you feel about Bondi? I think that's the the big one everybody hears about. You know. Um, so yeah. And McMack also says Booker T should got screwed at WrestleMania 19. He should have won the title, 100. Yeah. Uh, I agree. Uh, Jay says and still, and if Reyes makes a statement, he gets the loser of the John fight. From 10th place, I don't know, man. I don't know. <laughs> not when, not when this Chimayoff right there in the wings waiting. You know, there's a couple of big names waiting. Yeah, those guys will go first before him. Yeah, and Izzy or Alex, we're, we're, we'll definitely get to that. Um, so as we're, we're as we're creeping up the card here, we have um, a guy that a lot of people were so high on. They thought that he was the future of the division. We got Hanato Moicano, sixteen five and one, going up against another Aussie, a, a friend of. Uh, Izzy, Brad Riddell, uh, mm. ten and three, but you don't get to ten and three with just being Israel Adesanya's friend. But Quake, True. Brad Riddell, um, he's kind of been on the skids, right? So he had—I mean, he came in with a hell of a lot of fire, right? Um, was under almost—he was fighting a one, two, three, four-fight winning streak coming into the UFC that propelled okay. him to get a roster spot. Then he beats Jeremy Malarkey, unanimous decision, uh, Magomed Mustaev, uh, via split decision, and a unanimous decision win over Alex De Silva, and also a unanimous decision win over Drew Dober. But since that win against Drew Dober, he hasn't had a win since, losing to both Rafael Fiziev, that crazy fucking wheel kick that Fiziev yeah. hit, I think it was yeah. like what the second or third ever yeah. hit in UFC, right? And then dangerous kick too, hundred percent. And he pretty much got levitated by Jalen Turner, that mounted guillotine choke, you know. Mm -hmm. So, uh, and he's going up uh, in uh, up against Renato Moicano. And uh, I previously addressed the fact that a lot of people hailed Moicano as the future of the hundred and fifty-five pound division. You know, almost in the vein of um, Jose Aldo, you know, the king, the fucking mm -hmm. king. 
but we you know it's it's kind of been a, a start and stop type deal right he loses to the aforementioned jose aldo right gets ko'd by aldo um then gets ko'd by korean zombie then beats damir hasovic but then loses to rafael fizayev uh, that's a KO. Then he beats Jai Herbert via rear naked choke. Chase Hooper, he faces at Fear Grappling 5, but then comes back to the UFC, beats Alexander Hernandez via rear naked choke, but then loses to former UFC champion Rafael Dos Anjos. Rafael Dos Anjos. This is as fucking split as I think it, it's going to get. Um, I think Moicano, with the KO losses that he's had, Mm-hmm. He's not the same fighter that, again, you know, that a lot of people were heralding him for five or six years ago, right? It's going to take him jujitsu to win. It, it, uh, it otherwise, is. otherwise, Riddell's going to beat him. But Riddell's in kind of the same spot, you know. He's yeah. in a in a very Styles, similar... Styles make fights. Styles makes fights. Uh, Hinato, uh his jujitsu is so strong that he's willing to risk the the. The, the 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 striking so so that's gonna put him in a situation where um he has to make a choice yeah yeah which um jay brings an interesting point why the fuck would hamzat get a shot at 205 hamzat, get, okay hamzat is a humongous name yeah hamzat is is proven tested battle tested He's fought at 185. He's fought at 170. If you remember correctly, back in uh, uh, Fight Island. Fight Island, yeah. Yeah, he fought 10 days divisions. apart in those two divisions. So he, he's, he's what, currently number three in the weight class? Yeah. Of of uh, is that 170 or 185 that he's uh, um this this one in particular is I think it's 55. Yeah. So. He's good to go. Yeah, he's good to go. Yeah, I mean, I'm not, I, I'm not mad at it. And uh, you know, Dana White has done crazy things, right? You know, of course, not to, you know, everybody wants to quote the sanctity of the UFC being the mm-hmm. premier organization in mixed martial arts, but we've seen Tony signed, we've seen CM Punk signed, and. You know, like we've had freak show fights. We've had Brock Lesnar come back looking like fucking Goro from fucking mm. Mortal. Was it Mortal Kombat? Yeah, right? yep. a two armed Goro. Mm-hmm. Um, but um, you know, and then you know, have that win basically, you know, taken away from him because he tested positive. We had at the same damn car was uh, DC and Anderson Silva again. Crazier yeah, shit has happened. Man. Yeah, crazier shit has happened. You know, an entire card move, you know, from Nevada to <laughs> to uh, to California, to, you know, for John Jones, right? Um, and this is crazy because, you know, Dana White had, right around the same time, had questioned California State Athletic Commission by mm. sanctioning the Chuck 3 Golden Boy fight card and whatever. But also mm. runs to California when in Nevada ain't having this shit either. So mm. just saying, just saying. Mm. Um, and book or, or Bobby Knuckles against Shemayev, then we'll talk. I'm not mad at that either. 
Mm. Honest to goodness. But also, I think Bobby Knuckles' best days are behind him. You know, he was never able to etch out that clear championship run because he got fucked up by Yoel, got, you know, got fucked up by himself. <laughs> then when he comes back, gets fucked up by Izzy. You know, that's why Izzy's the champ now, you know? So, mm. like, um, yeah, man. That it remains to be seen what's going to happen with Bobby Knuckles, but he looked really good in his last fight. So, you know, uh, he's getting his fucking, you know, jujitsu dialed in. So, uh, you know, more power to him, you know, but I'm not mad at the damn gym. I have uh, Bobby Knuckles or Robert Whitaker mm-hmm. fight. Uh, fuck yeah, I'm in. Sign me up. Sign me okay. up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, Bell's Beach is a famous, is famous for surfing, and it was on point break at the end. Oh, a point break at end with Keanu Reeves. Never that's forget. what's up. Never forget. Um, now, speaking of that's what's up, also in the 155-pound division, we have the 12-2 Claudio Puelas, uh, the Prince of Peru, going up against Dan Hangman Hooker. Now, look at this. Claudio is, I mean, he's the Prince of Peru. Mm. Who, who am I to disagree, Right. Since coming into the UFC, man, well, first off, he was a he was the winner of UFC Ultimate Fighter Latin America um season three. Mm-hmm. You know, so there's that. Uh beating Marcel Rojo, a friend of you and I. I mean, you know, we're we like Marcel Rojo. Uh, of course, show, right? Of course. And of the course. fact that uh Claudio beat him for the ultimate fighter. Uh, Latin America crown in season three, that's saying something to me, but then gets KO'd in his first fight in uh, the UFC, first official fight after winning the Ultimate Fighter against Martin Bravo, getting the win. But then he just fucking tear, runs rough shot, knee bars Felipe Silva, uh, unanimous decision over Marcos Mariano, uh, beats Monkey King, Jordan Levitt, but via unanimous decision, beats Chris Gritz. A uh, Gretz marker via Nebar, and then Nebar's the shit out of uh, oh, you know, the fucking carpenter Clay Guida. But he's stepping mm-hmm, in mm-hmm. there with a different breed 21 and 12. Dan the Hangman Hooker, who uh, let's just say Hangman has seen better days, right? Because, um, you know, he's I mean, he looked dominant in these three wins, you know, between James Vick, mm-hmm. Al Quinta, and Paul Felder. Right, looked fucking unstoppable. But before that, that was a loss to Edson Barbosa, but beat Jim Miller, Gilbert Burns before it. Right, he, I mm-hmm. mean, he's been in there with some of the sports and the divisions elite. But then when he gets to the tippy tippy top, you get Dustin Poirier, right? Unanimous decision win for Poirier, and then he welcomes Michael Chandler into the UFC and gets. KO'd for his troubles by Iron Mike Chandler, former uh, Bellator world champion. Then he goes up against Nasrat uh, Hapscrossed, and uh, he wins a unanimous decision, but then uh, faces the now champion, Islam Makhachev, who beat him via Kimura, right? And then Arnold Allen, all in Allen, uh, beat him by TKO. I'm going with the fucking Prince of Peru on this one. Honest to goodness, um, I I don't know, man. There's, there's there's been a lot of 
there's a lot of miles that got taken off of of uh Dan Hooker. Hangman. Yeah. 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 So that's what I'm going with. I, I'm going with and I'm a I'm a Dan Hooker fan. Like I, I just love the fucking you know, damn hooker. Yeah. Mm. Oh yes. Your choice is extremely perfect and understandable. But Dan Hooker is so dangerous at any yeah, point is. in the game. Uh, I I think I see him sneaking one in on this uh, uh, Claudio fella. Claudio is going to run into the wrong end of the knuckle and uh, put himself to sleep. I mean, you know what? I, I, I'm not mad at you there. You know, uh, McMack was talking about a red wave, but, you know, there's a city kickboxing wave at, of momentum that could happen because before Dan, you know, Dan Hooker's fight, there's going to be a, a few city kickboxing contingents and teammates going up. Mm. And if they win their respective fights, the momentum builds, momentum builds, momentum builds, and it could carry it over to Hangman and maybe eventually to Israel Adesanya, the champ. Mm. Not that he needs it. Is uh, in the words of CM Punk when he gets interviewed by Joe Rogan when he comes into the promotion, luck is for losers, right? So uh, that served him well. <laughs> so, um, but yeah, um, so I, I hope I'm wrong. I'm I'm a, I'm a big Dan Hooker fan, but I'm. So I'll pick Dan. I'll pick yeah. Dan. I'll pick Dan. All right. Dan. I like Dan. Uh, Dan has put himself on the line many times. So yeah, he is. We'll go 50-50. All right. I like it. Now, uh, one thing that isn't 50-50 is this main card. Well, I mean, it's the second fight on the main card. We have Chris 18 and uh, Chris Gutierrez, who's 18, 3 and 2, uh, is El Guapo. And he's facing a living fucking legend. That We can't 50-50 on that. We, this is Frankie Edgar is a literal legend of the sport. Um, one of the greatest who ever do it, uh, but he's he's been on uh, kind of hard times here, right? Mm-hmm. But let's go with Chris Gutierrez. He's he's earned this like with uh, a legend, right? Um, you know, literally, um, he loses to uh, Ronnie Barcelos on the uh, the Ultimate Fighter twenty eight finale card, right? But then he goes and beats Ryan McDonald, Geraldo De Freitas, Vince Morales. Um, all, you know, he finishes Morales, but decision wins a split one for, uh, with Gerardo and a unanimous decision for with Ryan McDonald. He has a draw with Cody Durden, but beats Andre Yule uh, via unanimous decision. Felipe Colares, split decision win. And then Dana Batrigel hits a spinning back fist and mm. TKOs him with elbows. 99. Right? Hell yes. Now, Frankie Edgar, t- 24, 10, and 1. Former UFC featherweight champion. One of the greatest of all time. But he's 41 years old. And honestly, the last two fights, Corey Sanhagen, where he gets flying knee. And then Marlon Chito Vera, right? Mm-hmm. Those two fights basically made him a meme. You know, the fucking crazy ass face on everybody's body and whatever. That shit ain't kind, man. The internet is yeah. ruthless. Hey, um, 
It is what it is. No man's it, land. It is, you know, and I think for the first and and final time, we will see the answer in the UFC Octagon. And um, I I I I got El Guapo on this one, right? I I hope it's not. I hope it's not vicious, you know, as vicious as a chaos as both Sanhagen and and Chito Vera administered to Frankie. But I will say. Hopefully, it's decisive enough that Frankie figures it out that the buck stops here. This is the end of my legendary career and hangs him up. I think this is going to be Frankie Edgar's retirement fight. And Chris Gutierrez is going to be the man who uh, he's going to be the Brock Lesnar to 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 take her. You know, he's going to take Taker's uh, Taker's win away. So, and mm-hmm. if you didn't get the analogy. Frankie Edgar's taker, not quite, but in my head, it all relates. But, um, I, I again, I got Chris Gutierrez and a Frankie Edgar retirement. Mm. Well, uh, I want to say to uh, Frankie Edgar, I want to thank you for all those years of uh, excellent combat, you and BJ Penn doing y'all thing. But, um, this young man, Gutierrez, uh, uh, he's no pushover. He's no pushover. Edgar is, he's old. The other kid is no pushover. Edgar's old. I'm going with the kid, bro. I'm going with the kid. The kid's going to do something. The kid's going to do something and win. I don't know what it is yet, but he's going to win due to that thing. Yeah, there you go. Um, and again, hopefully it's a, a graceful retirement for the answer. Um, but yeah, I think this is a swan song. But uh, you know what is a swan song? Any legitimate fucking critique of this fucky fight from me? Because mm-hmm. I want this to me. Dust Poirier and Michael Chandler. It's a mirror match. I you know it just kind of fucking strikes me as odd. Michael Chandler. Mm-hmm. I was a fan of him in Bellator. I, I'm I'm still kind of a fan. Of, of uh Chandler, but uh, just there's something that doesn't sit right with me about Chandler. Now I like when you know people from other promotions because everybody you know the hyperbole of yes. UFC being the 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 end all be all to where you know mixed fighter mixed martial arts fighters go to fucking um create the legend, right? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But so I, I'm all in when David Branch from World Series of Fight or Marlon Moraes or Dustin Gaethje, you know, come in. All champions from World Series of Fight. Then, you know, the Bellators, uh, Eddie Alvarez, the Michael Chandlers and whatever. And claiming their, their stake in supremacy, you know, in the ranks of the UFC uh, roster and stablemates, right? But... I, I don't want to talk about anybody's like family, but I just, when I found out like Michael Chandler and his wife, they adopted two African descent children. And one of them is named Hap, just Hap, H-A-P. Um, it's, it's weird to me. It's just mm-hmm. weird. And that could just be me. And I'm not trying to whatever, but I, I feel like there's like, I feel like there's some indoctrination that that's going on, you know. And of course, your 
you're raising two Chandlers, but like I, I almost want to see like a 20 year old hap be like Ron Reagan, you know, Ronald Reagan sucking kid who is like er the antithesis of his father. Like I kind of, I kind of want to see that in hap and ace Chandler that it's the, the new baby. Um, I, I don't know. There's something just weird, something weird about it for, for me. It just doesn't sit right with me. I could be completely wrong. Um, but yeah, so there's that. And then you got Dustin Poirier, right? And this is a guy who you said, oh, you know, I'm a fighter. I'm a fighter, blah, 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 whatever the fuck, you know. But in, in, instead of chasing the title, he takes two fights with Connor. And then creates, you know, it's like, oh, fucking talks all this shit about Connor and whatever and proper 12. And he's not about the fucking fighter life, but does the fucking hot sauce right after. Like, you know, he starts a foundation after he sees, you know, somebody else start, to start a foundation. You know, he fucking has a hot, mm. hot sauce after, you know, Connor was a proven commodity to, to you know, leveraging himself to, you know. A, a, a household item, you know? So I, I think Dustin Poirier's got a bit of uh, imposter syndrome. Um, you know, Connor was right it, that, you know, Poirier's wife was, was in his DMs, um, yeah. you know? And, and the, the fact that, you, again, you know, if, you know, after the first fight, right, Poirier and Connor, right, Connor said that he was going to, Basically, you know, pledge a million dollars to the charity. Cool. But here's what here's what you should have done, right? If you're a legit, you know, organization, a, a, you know, a nonprofit or whatever, what you do is you have the paperwork. When somebody gives a donation, you know, there's going to be some sort of tax windfall or break for the... Trace it back. Right. Absolutely. Right. And the Poyers, both Dustin and his wife, don't do that. And then Jolie Poirier goes in Connor's DMs going, where's the money? Mm -hmm. Connor was looking mm -hmm. right, man. You, and you could hang it on Connor. But this one, you know, this this one, Connor's right. Connor is right about like Habib and, and all that shit. Like Connor, Connor's been right about a lot of fucking things. About the TJ Dillashaw. Remember, TJ is a snake. He's a snake telling fucking Faber. And what happened? You know, so I'm just saying, Mystic Mac isn't just his fucking fight style. It's, it, you know, he, he's been some privy to some information. People didn't want to hear it, and that's that's fine, but you can't deny it. So these two, honestly, fucking double KO. I, I, uh, it's, double KO. It's, it's, let's fucking get the spatula, and after they double KO, just fucking, like, scoop them off the canvas so we can get into the, the co- and, and main events of the evening, the title fights that people yeah. want to fucking see. So that's it. That that is that that was it. That yeah, was fucking double KO yeah. for me. Yeah, the, the, uh, the the fight has a good story behind it. You know, they don't like each other. This one called this. One I don't back. like them. Yeah, yeah. I, like know, them. <laughs> I, I, I will say, I will say, uh, Dustin Poirier has beautiful boxing. His boxing is custom made for the octagon. Uh, where Michael Chandler is this freak of nature. Yeah, the freak of nature lands something on orthodox. It's a good chance you might go to sleep. So Dustin Poirier has to pay attention. But I think Dustin Poirier can pull this one off. 
retaining his number four spot with beautiful boxing. I hope he gets a lot of fucking headshots from Chandler. You know, I hope he, I hope he gets. You know, if that's the fucking whatever, like I want Poye on roller skates and whatever. You know, I want I want Poye on roller skates and also Chandler on roller skates. They just you know CT all all damn day. You know, I'm just saying. I again just don't either one of them. Just yeah, fuck it. You know, double KO. Mm-hmm. Double KO is what I want. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Big X says someone's got a SMA or SMS. Think it was from Steve. Oh, yeah, my, my phone was going off. Yeah, Steve Kaufman might be calling me or, or texting me, actually. Uh, but yes, with that all being said, we are at the co-main events. Of the evening, we have none other than former UFC strawweight champion Zhang Weili going up against the current reigning and defending UFC strawweight champion, the two-time strawweight champion, the inaugural UFC strawweight champion, the inaugural Invicta FC strawweight champion, Carla Cookie Monster as far as that. So let's go with the former champ here because uh, Magnum Zhang Li has been on a roll to get her crack at a title that many, uh, I think she believes it's her title, right? But she beat Daniel Dynamite Taylor, right? Via unanimous decision. Jessica Aguilar via armbar. That was back in 2018. Beats uh, Tiny Tornado Tisha Torres. Jessica Andrade, yep, and that Andrade win was the one that got her the title. The first uh, card, I believe it was in China, UFC on ESPN, yep, was in in Shenzhen. And I've got a lot of products in my house from Shenzhen, China, so I'm not going to talk shit about Shenzhen, China, one iota. That's not going to happen here, (laughs) because my fucking TikTok will go off and uh, sell my information to a government that I don't know of. But in any event, uh, beat uh, Joanna Jonjancek right mm-hmm. before the COVID lockdowns happened. We turned Joanna into a fucking Klingon with that hematoma on her head. You know, that was crazy. But then loses wow. to... Yeah, you remember that? That shit was mm-hmm. wild. Arguably one of the greatest... Fights of all time, but definitely up there in terms of the greatest female fight of all time in any combat sport. That's got to be right there. Not, uh, you know, Yon Jencek and, and Jang. But after the Yolana win, she loses loses the title to Rose Nami Yunus, gets head kick KO'd. Her first oh. round, that was like 90 seconds, right? And then uh, gets the rematch and loses to Thug Rose again via split decision. But then what happens? She rebounds and spinning back fist, Joanna Yonjencek. Nighty night. Bang, bang. Mm. <laughs> to which that was the last time where you still have Joanna Yonjencek that UFC yeah. roster watch instead of this week. Joanna is no longer with the company. They released her from her contract. So, mm. And that's probably because you don't feel bad for Joanna Yonjencek. She's living 
the best life she can. She's made a shit ton of money and she's continuing to make a shit ton of money in her ventures in both film and business outside of the UFC. So shout out to Yona Yon Jentek. Um, I don't know if, what's wrong with the UFC Hall of Fame if they don't have Yona Yon Jentek in the next three years in the Hall of Fame. You you deserve it, Yona. Shout out to you. But here we've got Zhang Wei Li against Carla Esparza. Carla Esparza wins the title um, in a not the greatest uh, women's. You know, you go from Zhang Wei Li and Joanna Yong Jacek, and then you had Carla Esparza versus Thug Rose, where it was like you know when you're you're practicing your move in a fighting game, right? Right. And you you press start on the second player, but don't really have anybody playing. <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of Carlos Marza versus Rosa Yunus. And somehow Carlos Marza got the title, got married with the title. That was all on the UFC uh uh countdown, you know. Two time uh, two time champion. Yeah, and, and I'm not I'm not hating on Carla at all. Not she's at all. one of she's one of the greatest to ever do it. I mean, you don't get to be again, she you don't get to be the first twice. And Carla Esparza is the first twice. First inaugural Invicta champion. And when you see the amount of names that have held titles in Invicta, and actually the names that were thwarted in their title efforts in Invicta, and then you see that Carla was the first one. And Carla was the first... I mean, look at the people who have held the Invicta strawweight title after Carla Esparza. And it's the who's who, right? Then you got her winning the Ultimate Fighter, and then becoming UFC Strawweight Champion inaugural. The she's talk about Hall of Fame careers. Carla Sparza is in there. If if she, you know, depending on what her fight kind of career goes, whatever. When she hangs it up, if she's not in the UFC Hall of Fame within three years of her hanging it up, then we we got to fucking change the parameters of the UFC Hall of Fame, right? So I'm just saying. Um, but yeah, you know, so you got one of the most entertaining fights of all time in Zhang Wei Li, right? I, I mean, yep. yes, we're talking about the individual fighters, right? Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. we're really going Zhang Wei Li against yeah. Rose Nami Yunus and uh, uh, no, I'm sorry, Zhang Wei Li against Joanna Yongjicic and Carlos Barza against Rose Nama Yunus. And if That's you beautiful. do that too, I see Zhang Weili regaining her title and sending Carlos Barza back to Irvine. And I'm, I, 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 I hate that I'm saying that, you know, like shout out to Team Oyama, shout out to everybody there, shout out to Carlos Barza. But I think just in terms of ferocity, ferociousness, Mm -hmm. Carla Sparza has is turning, you know, coming into her fer ferocity. Zhang Wei Li has fucking lived there her entire career. It's one thing to become it, and it's one thing to be it. And Zhang Wei Li is it. Zhang Wei Li, fucking KO. Third, fourth round KO. What say you? 
Well, this one's going to be a tough one. Wei Li is not just going to come in there and just uh, do what she feels like it. Carla Esparza's wrestling is is an outlier type type uh, tool to have. Uh, even though her striking is not the best, uh, uh, everything, her kicking, her striking is not the best. But that wrestling, she knows how to supplement that wrestling with the rest of her skill set, which helped her to get back to where she's at now, which is champion, women's champion. However, Weili Zhang has all the tools necessary to nullify Carla's wrestling and use power to overpower to overcome Carla and break her with the with the heavy heavy uh, heavy hands and feet. Um, it's going to be a painful event for Carla. Uh, Weili's pain will come from from using her fist or her shin to kick Carla. Yeah. Yeah. So are you are you going for Carla? Oh is yeah, Whaley. Whaley. Oh Whaley. All the way. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, it's 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 Whaley's time, man. She's been yeah. She's been waiting. She's been waiting. Which is which is a strange deal for the strongweight division because like after we kind of run this, you know, run this course, because this is a in a lot of fights and matches and even in pro wrestling people talk about dream matchups and whatever this is definitely a dream matchup for mm -hmm. sure right uh, one mm -hmm. of the the best you know but once Zhang Lee, if if you and i are correct when she wins what's that for her? Mm. like i mean i would think maybe uh, uh you know like a, a move up in weight class maybe a run at one bantamweight uh does it but let's just look just for one minute one minute um i want to go into the straw rate rankings right so mm -hmm. when you get away from carla and you know rose nama Yunus is uh number two shang mm -hmm. Lee is three you've got andraj you can run that one back amanda lamos i don't think is ready mariana rodriguez not too big of a name. I mean, the the only thing it, you know, you got Amanda Hebas, you got Tisha Torres in the top ten, Karate Hottie, but she, Karate Hottie has kind of been in. A, I mean, she's on a two fight losing streak. Uh, is Karate Hottie right? Uh, yep. And then outside of that, um, Vina Jandaroba, uh, what is it, Angela Hill? Yeah, so it gets kind of weird. So. I mean, the only money fight, if if Zhang Wei Li, assuming she wins, and I don't want to future book myself, but I'm going to just for a moment, but either you run it back with Andrade, maybe give Amanda Limos a, track, uh, a crack at it, but the money is Zhang Wei Li against Mackenzie Dern, or even Carlos Marza against Mackenzie Dern, to be honest with you. that Those are the two money fights, and what happens after that? Will determine if you know Jessica Andrade or Amanda Limos or Mariana Rodriguez get their crack, or in the case of Andrade, another mm. shot because she's the only former champion uh, in the top fifteen, really. Yeah, so it gets it gets murky. So um, the state of the strawweight division is going to be not to say that there aren't exciting fights, but you know to co-headline a card or maybe even a headline a pay-per-view card. Um, significant. 
yeah, you, you know, it's either Carlo Esparza again, you know, assuming Carlo can get past Zhang Weili, you do Mackenzie Dern, you know, or the vice versa, Zhang Weili, like Voodoo and I predicted. Mm-hmm. You basically, um, Zhang Weili, you know, topples Esparza, and then you do Zhang Weili, Mackenzie Dern. Uh, but then that that's also weird because is Mackenzie ready for a a title fight? I don't know. You know, she's overcome motherhood to make her way back to the octagon. She's, you know, uh, gone with Jason Perillo over there at Ruka. You know, she's handled her weight, you know, cutting issues. So it still might be a hell of a leap to, you know, to go in there and fight for a title at this juncture of of her career. But crazier things have happened. So, again, um, but in any event, that that's all cannon fodder and what have you because we never know what happens. We still have to get to the co-main event, and that co-main event, we're picking consensus pick, Zhang Weili. That's yeah? right, indeed. That's right, indeed. Zhang Weili. That's so, right. so uh, and uh, when when is Voodoo coming out of retirement? Before we get to the main event of the evening, when are you coming out of retirement? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I never, I never officially retired, so Ooh. the door is open. The Don't door call is it gone. a comeback. I've been here before. <laughs> yes, <laughs> but you know, we've also been here before. This is familiar territory for us because we are at the main events of the evening. We have former multiple-time glory. Kickboxing champion Portan, the six and one Alex Piera. Now, don't let that six and one fool you because he is an ardent martial artist, multiple time, multi division, uh, you know, kickboxing champion prior coming into uh, both MMA and UFC specifically, right? Um, this guy has had, I mean, he's been fighting since 2013. He is a ardent, ardent uh, student of the game. But to get his and the only person to beat Israel Adesanya twice. Now, bo- that happening in in Muay Thai, mind you. But um, you know, Voodoo, you're the one who mm-hmm. told me about Poton. You're mm-hmm. like, hey, there's this guy waiting in the wings, and he just had his first MMA fight. Mm-hmm. Poton, you got to check him out. He's a, you gotta check he's him a, out, man. He's a kickboxing champion. Yes, and you some some eight titles, eight titles in glory, which mm-hmm. is the tippy top of kickboxing in uh, I mean in the world, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and now of course you know like one championship because they do kickboxing. You could argue because they're attached to the MMA, you know, side of one and everything like that. But I mean, who's done it longer and more consistent than? Uh, glory. I I don't know anybody. You know. That's true. So, so the fact they got that the blueprint. Yeah, and the fact that Pieta fucking went to the mountain not once, not twice, not three times, eight fucking times. Jesus, mm. Louisa. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, and again, the aforementioned, he's the only person to beat Israel Adesanya twice, right? Uh, unanimous decision once. Which uh, was a hotly contested unanimous decision. Izzy thought he won, but you know, taking the 
thinking out of Israel Adesanya. Uh, Potan KOs like flatlines Izzy the next time that they go at it. And uh, that that's kind of what sets the stage of what we have here. Now on the other side of the octagon is the reigning and defending UFC middleweight champion of the world, the last stylebender, Israel Adesanya. And, you know, I might not like listening to Israel Adesanya talk in an interview. I don't get the references. He's not that dude. I don't know for hanging out or whatever. Or he would even find anything that I dig interesting. He's just a different cat, right? But one thing that he absolutely is, is fucking phenomenal to watch. And yes, you know, we were talking about Pieta, right? And, you know, the the fact that he beat Izzy twice and the last one so decisively. But Israel, after that loss, transferred all of his efforts to MMA. Potan okay. still had some, he still had some steam. Right, it you know it still had some grease in the kickboxing realm, right? Yes, um, and kind of adapted it late in the game, but he still amassed what he's amassed thus far. You know, wins over on, you know, flying knee KO over Andreas Michelades. Michelate, uh, yeah, uh, or what is it? Uh, what is it? A Michelada Bukaki, right? <laughs> Never mind. I should, it's too late. It's even too late for that fucking joke. But um, yeah, that left, that KO left hook uh, over Tarzan Sean Strickland. A lot of people were saying that that was going to be the, uh, actually the commentator said whoever wins against Pieta and Strickland, they should get that, that shot against Izzy. And it was Potan, right? Mm -hmm. So um, Potan's a bad motherfucker. Shut my mouth. Um, so I got, oh, Jesus Christ. Stop, Bender. I don't know. I'm so, I'm so conflicted. This is one of the best UFC pay-per-views of, of casting doubt in yeah. what I think is true. So I want to see your take. Well, this one, uh, it's, it's a grudge match. It's a grudge match that, that's been, uh, in existence for at least, six seven years uh the first match most people thought izzy won the second match uh easy was winning put him on skates as he would like to say and uh the brazilian judge gave Poiton an eight count which allowed him to recover and uh end up coming up to clip israel and pretty much knocking him out cold now this is the third match. Uh, Poitain is a challenger. Izzy is a champion. Uh, Izzy seems like he's grown. And uh, it seems like him and his team have the right plan to defeat the, the assault of, uh, uh, of the opposition. So uh, the question that I'm going to ask is, Will a, will a Brazilian pick the Nigerian? I believe no is the answer. So there's no way I'm picking a Brazilian, even though I'm I'm a huge fan. I'm going for Izzy to win this one all day long. 25 minutes of 
that ninja shiznit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I mean, I could see that. I could see that, but I also could see a weird-ass fucking Pieta... I don't know what the fuck. Like, whatever Muay Thai fuckery. Like, I, I honestly believe <laughs> that there's stuff that Bhutan hasn't shown yes. in terms of his prowess. And yes. things that as as uh, notable and heralded as his you know kickboxing career was there was stuff that he couldn't do within the parameters of kickboxing mm, that he can do in the ufc and when you think about it he's training with glover tashera right as a tool i mean tashera is a 205er oh okay so he's you know that's true yeah that's true so that's to me, he's the exponent. He's the fucking ultimate integer. Is Pieta? Pieta's skills is the ultimate integer. You know, there's stuff that, if you know, like, uh, it's almost like Bhutan is is Clubber Lang, but Clubber Lang didn't have the championships. You know, he's like a high, uh, you know, valued Clubber Lang, and he's fucking watching and stewing as he sees Israel rise to prominence he's fucking waiting in the wings rocking in his fucking chair and then fucking going out and beating every fucking heavy bag teardrop bag whatever the fuck some shit that you know would make anthony pettis fucking head spin you know like that shit you know half break dancer half fucking martian half whatever like i feel like potan's got some of that shit Mm. And, but that's also what Bhutan's gonna have to need. You need some fucking top secret shit that that's in the same envelope as the fucking nukes. You know, like you need that shit. You need that shit to be deadly because if you don't, Easy will beat that fucking ass and show you mm-hmm. no fucking mercy. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, man, both, I don't. Both both individuals have to be extremely sharp in this matchup. Yeah, because the uh, the margin for error is too small. Too small, but also like as I'm saying that, I don't I I also don't want a uh Jesus Christ Wonder Boy and Woodley yes. fight either, you know? So like this could either be the fight of the night or just like why did I pay eighty dollars for that damn thing? Yeah, it's gonna be more like why did I pay eighty dollars? Izzy's going to be skating, man. He's going to be moving around a lot, sticking and moving. Hopefully it works out that he uh, either knocks him out or hit him with the TKO. But um, yeah. Like Teddy Pendergrass. Yeah, exactly. Love TKO. There ain't no love yeah. there. And, uh, yeah, like Ric Flair. Uh, and, yes, and what what about uh, Austin Theory sucked? I like that kid. Yeah, it is. But you know what? Getting that money of the the bank briefcase off of him, from what mm-hmm. I hear, it, you know, you gotta lose something to gain something. I mm-hmm. think it was pretty shitty that they, they you know, l- look at the storyline, Voodoo. Right? Mm-hmm. You fucking did. Did you see Monday Night Raw? No, I didn't. Okay. So, you know the- you can cash in on any championship, mm-hmm. any champ. Mm-hmm. Any change you want, 
right? As long as you got a free, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, United States, the secondary title in the WWE by all intents and purposes, along with the Intercontinental title, right? You you, you can cash in for the highest price in the land. Seth Rollins comes out and has an open challenge for the U.S. title. And then Theory comes out and tries to cash in. Why the fuck are you going to cash in on a secondary title one, but also primarily a a title that was just offered as an open challenge and you're going to waste your briefcase shot to fucking... It's asinine. Mm. Asinine indeed. Asinine indeed. Because... Hey, hey, hey. All I know is there's gonna be a whole lot of destruction come 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 Saturday night. Uh, Madison Square Garden. The pressure is just too high on these two individuals. One is trying to save the others more uh more uh uh pressure than the uh, than 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 the previous one. Uh this is home of Ali Frazier. Uh yeah. every every greatest sports entity has been in Madison Square Garden, and then Bruno San Martino, Bob, you Batten, know what I'm saying? Come on, man. Hogan. Come on. The list goes Sheep. on and on and on. Now See these them. guys get to join that ranks, you know. Quarton, yeah. he gets to he gets the, the the opportunity to 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 show what he's got in New York, Madison Square Garden. Uh, they say the greatest arena on the planet, you know. Uh, this is gonna be a beautiful matchup, man, and I'm looking for easy to uh, slice them up and dice them up, man. Yeah, it's time for that get back. You know what I mean? I like it. I fucking like it. But you know, thinking of things that were beautiful, this has been another beautiful mm-hmm. edition of uh, Voodoo in the Woods. Uh, once right. again, uh, shout out to both Alex Ramirez and Mick Mac. For their birthdays, shout out to Fight Life Nation, uh, man! Everybody that who chimed in in the chat, this was a Shaman Steve, Shaman Steve, Mick Mac. We got Joy. I mean Jay. I'm sorry, Jay. Man, we we have everybody here. Uh, glad to have you guys here. You guys are amazing. Uh, and Voodoo, where Yo. can people find you and uh, all the amazing stuff that you do? Man, I'm on YouTube, Instagram, Facebook page, Voodoo Maximus on all handles. Twitter, man, I'm, I'm, I even mess with the little birdie, man. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, so man. Let's go. And uh, also, all Voodoo's links are right here in the bio. So mm-hmm. all, all you got to do is just fucking click. Just click. I made it easy for you. I'm just saying. That's what, that's all you need to do right down here. But also, there's a link while you're down there of uh, stuff that's according to Woods. You, you'll find a lot of stuff, right? Uh, all the social media, whatever's, and then also every place that you can find these, this very podcast. But also another place that you can find this podcast is not just on the According to Woods page, not just on the Voodoo in the Woods pages, but Bodyslam.net. So shout out to Bodyslam.net for all of the amazing content that they put out, uh, Voodoo in the Woods being one of them. But none of it would happen without you. So thank you all. And uh, we will see you later for the next Voodoo in the Woods. Peace.